All right. Good morning. Good morning. Like, um, my name is Terrence, and I am on staff here at GRX, in case you don't know me. And if this is your first Sunday here, we're glad that you are here to join us for worship this morning, and we are just, uh, just thankful that you could be here, and for everybody who's here. So those of you who do know me, who think that I do not freak out when I'm up in front of people, I am freaking out, so just, just bear with me. Um, but believe it or not, this is not the first time that I've preached. Uh, it was about nine years ago. This is the first time that I've preached in America. Uh, I was actually on a missions trip to Kenya uh, in 2010, and we were hanging out at the house, uh, and the pastor comes up to me, and he says, hey, would you like to preach this Sunday? Um, We were doing VBS there, so it was kind of like a VBS Sunday type of service, and so uh, I had my own little freak-out session there in Kenya, and... um, I did do it. I said yes, so that was the last time. Fast forward now to nine years later. Um, we were in staff meeting, and Pastor Scott had asked us about whether or not we, anybody on staff wanted to preach during his sabbatical time away. And it's like kind of that awkward moment where everyone on the table is just looking down <laughs> and not saying anything, and we're just like, maybe if we wait long enough. He won't ask us anymore. And then all of a sudden, I just had this feeling where I had this like out-of-body experience, and I see myself go, sure! (laughs) And here I am! So so that's a... But really, though, I I am very privileged. I'm very happy and blessed to be here to be able to preach this morning. So um, it's just, you know... So we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Uh, So again, if you were not here last week, uh, Pastor Scott actually started a shorter little series on our favorite Jesus stories. And so he shared about uh, the woman, Jesus healing the woman, and and Jairus' daughter last week, which is one of his. So today we're going to be looking at one of my favorite stories. And it has to, it's looking at the good intentions in our lives. So we're going to be looking at that. And the story that I'm going to be sharing about is actually the story that Kiana shared about earlier. It's the Mary and Martha story. Um, And so that has been one of my favorite stories for as long as I could remember. And uh, we're going to see how good intentions kind of play out in this story here with Mary and Martha. So we're going to be reading from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 and 42. So it'll be up on the screen here. And it says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So just right off the bat here, you can see um, just one of my first points that we're going to be looking at is that Mary, Martha, has good intentions in the story. It's one of those things that I never realized until I was reading this over, preparing for this. And 
you know, just thinking about the situation here, right? So Jesus and his followers, they're coming, they're traveling all over the place. They're going in and out of towns. Some people are welcoming them. Some people are not. So given that this woman named Martha welcomed him into her house, shows that she just had a really good intention to begin with here by opening up her home for Jesus and his followers. And I'm sure we can all relate to Martha in this situation, right? If we, wanted to, if we were hosting someone like Jesus, if we were hosting Jesus into our home, we'd want to go all out for him. You know, so she's probably like thinking, oh, you know, we want to make sure that they're comfortable. We want to make sure the place is clean and tidy. And of course, we want to make sure that we feed them very well. So she's probably got a lot of things on her mind. So she had those good intentions, which is really cool. And even when we think about the word welcome, at the, even back then, it hasn't changed much to what we think of it today. So even back then in the first century, the word welcome basically translates to to give reception to, to receive as a guest, and to welcome and to entertain. So very similar to what we, how we think of it today. And so even as we think about Martha's good intentions here, just start thinking about what are our own good intentions that we have in our own lives. Right? Maybe it's to provide for our families by working, um, earning money. Maybe it's helping to serve others, our neighbors. Maybe it's creating a welcoming environment for others as well. Um, and a lot of us, you know, maybe we are with our own kids. Right? We have a lot of kids here at GRX. Maybe it's our own kids or our friends by wanting them to be good people. So it's speaking into their lives or um, teaching them valuable life lessons as they grow older. So a story I want to tell you about, actually, is so every year we have, around the Christmas time, we have a, a, a GRX Christmas potluck. So save the date, December 7th this year. It's going to be coming. And so every year we have this potluck. And if you've never been to one of our GRX potlucks before, it's just a, an amazing time where people just bring a ton of food. It's yummy. It's great. Uh, and we just get to celebrate our Lord Jesus' birth. Um, so this past year, when we were at our potluck, uh, we do it at our ministry center. And so it's a big warehouse. And so the way that it's usually set up is you have, we have long tables set up across the room. Okay? And then the food is usually over on this side of the room, right? So every year, I'm always thinking, I'm like, how am I going to dismiss everybody to get their food where it's not chaotic or like a huge bottleneck or just everyone going crazy? So this past year... I thought I would do something different. I was looking around the room and everyone's sitting, and I noticed that all of our youth were sitting at a table over here, and it just so happened they were right next to the food. <laughs> and so I thought to myself, you know what? Like, I think I'm going to bless our youth today, and I, I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose them to go first. And so... I had this really good intention, and I really wanted to bless our youth, because in all honesty, have you ever been at a church where they would actually let the youth go first to get their food? And so definitely, just like Martha, I had a good intention to just be hospitable to our youth and allow them to go first, and especially because I'm just this awesome youth leader, and I love our youth. And so... so so that's how I blessed them that evening, okay? Okay? Just like how Martha wanted to bless Jesus and his followers and welcome them, welcoming him and all of them into her home. So, now we're going to take a little shift here, though. 
Because if you keep reading here, you'll see that Martha quickly loses sight of Jesus in this story. So she had good intentions, but then she loses sight of Jesus here. And so in verses 39 and 40, it says, And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. So how did Martha lose sight of Jesus in this, uh, right here in this situation here? So let's take a look at that because just giving some historical context uh, back then and, and just what this setting is like in, in, this, in the story. So back then, it was not normal for women to be sitting at the feet of teachers learning. Back then, it was very much, no- the norm was that women were the domesticated ones. They were the ones who were, you know, usually the ones serving. They were in the kitchen, they were cleaning, whatever it was, right? And so, Martha comes into the room, and she notices that Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him. And so, she was very distracted already, right? It says she's very distracted. And I'm sure that Martha had a huge expectation then of, Mary helping her in doing whatever it was she was doing. Most likely she was cooking a meal or something, and she had all these people in her house, and she wanted Mary to help her. So what does Martha do? Does she go and grab Mary and say, hey, Mary, can I talk to you over here on the side? Hey, I I think you really need to help me in here because I need some help. She, She doesn't do that. She goes straight for Jesus, okay? She goes straight to Jesus, and she says, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? She basically is accusing Jesus now of not caring. Not Mary. She doesn't go to Mary. She goes to Jesus. And to take it even one step further, the next thing she says is, tell her then to help me. So she's ordering Jesus now. So she's telling Jesus what to do. She's like, tell her to help me in the or doing whatever it is. Um, so you can see here, just in this setting, and, and just, just as we look at it, Martha is completely losing sight of Jesus here. Right? And, and well, you know, even just thinking about what Jesus' purpose is there. Jesus' purpose there is not to be concerned with the domesticated performance of Martha and Mary. He's there instead to be attending to He wants them to attend to their guest, which is Jesus, in that moment. And he's there for a divine purpose, not so much like, oh, I just want this awesome meal. And so what do you think Martha's feeling in this moment? Right? I'm sure we've all been there. I feel like she's she's feeling really worried. I feel like she's stressed, that she's anxious or frustrated. And all of those feelings, like I said, we've we've all felt them before, can cause us to lose sight of Jesus, even with our good intentions that we may have in life. And so even when Scott asked us, um, he, he had brought up to the staff a couple months ago about what our favorite Jesus stories were because he, he wanted to he wanted us to just share. And so immediately I, I knew that my favorite Jesus story was this Mary Martha story. And it was interesting because our staff, we went around and we shared and the thing that we noticed about everyone sharing their, their stories was that it wasn't just a story that people were sharing because they heard it growing up. It was really something that 
when you think about people's favorite Jesus stories, it's, it's something that they relate to. They see themselves. Like, we all saw ourselves in these stories, and we were able to point those out in the fact that, wow, that could be me. Um, and so even with Mary and Martha, it's always been one of my favorite stories because I've always seen myself as the Martha. Uh, if any of you know me, you know that that's me. I'm a doer. I am a, I'm a person of, of action. And, and, and a lot of times, uh, that's, I, I, can, I can get anxious, I can stress, and I can worry about things. And so um, that was something that, uh, that's always been a relatable thing for me in this story. And even as I was preparing for this sermon, it's been a long journey, and uh, I had many feelings of worry and anxiety. Um, it was literally just last week when I was, when I was kind of uh, having a, a, almost like a breakdown of, well, what am I going to do for this sermon? I don't know how I'm going to fill it. What if it's not long enough? What if I don't have good content? What if I'm not making any sense? And in that moment, I had this epiphany. Um, I was talking to Pastor Scott about it, and, and literally as I was talking to him about it, I said to myself, oh my gosh, it's like I'm the Martha again. Like I'm, I'm totally losing sight of Jesus in my preparation for this sermon because all I was thinking about was all these little details of what go into a sermon, yes, but I was really losing sight of what Jesus really probably wanted me to say up here. And so just like Martha, I felt it. I felt it. And um, I was very worried and very anxious just as I was preparing for this. And so even for us, you know, what kind of things do we worry about? What kind of things do we get anxious about? Even if we go back to our, our, my example earlier when I shared about, you know, all of our kids or our friends in life, how maybe sometimes we want them to be good people and we'll speak into their lives to teach them life lessons but do we do it sometimes in a way where, you know, we call them out in public or we yell at them or we get frustrated with them or impatient with them, right? Are we losing sight of Jesus in those moments? Or maybe do we feel personally, do we feel pulled in so many directions in life between work, our friends, our activities, our kids' activities, um, just the relationships we have? Uh, do we feel like we're on our own sometimes, just like Martha felt in this story. She felt like she was on her own. Um, and so even going back to my potluck story, so now there's, a second, there's another part to this now. So I kind of shared that good part. <laughs> so literally, this is all that's going through my mind, and it happens in about a split second. So I, I said, okay, the youth, you guys are going to get to go first. And immediately the thought that went into my head was, what did I just do? I was like, oh, gosh, if they go first, they might take too much food. <laughs> and then there won't be enough food for everybody else. And this is all happening in like a millisecond. And so, because literally what I did was, I released them. I was like, all right, youth, you get to go. And it was like a second later, I was like, stop. <laughs> Wait. Hang on. Make sure you don't take too much food. You need to leave enough for everybody else. <laughs> and I did that. And it was as I was 
preparing for the sermon that I realized that my good intention completely lost sight of Jesus in that moment with our youth. Because instead of trusting them to know better, I got worried about being the hospitable one that nobody, like everybody else would not get enough food in that moment, that I shamed them in front of the entire, the entire church in that moment. Yeah, maybe it didn't seem like it's shaming, but at the same time, I'm basically calling them out as if I don't trust them to have the good judgment to know better. And so it was definitely something that I, I really felt like, I'm like, oh my gosh, that whole good intention of blessing them just completely went the other way. So when we think about this Martha and Mary story, right, I think for the longest time I've always thought about Martha and Mary, and I'm like, oh, Martha, she's like, she's the mess, she's like, there's something wrong with her, because she, you know, she totally messes up in this story, right? But I want us to understand that Martha's not a bad person here. She had a really good intention in all of this. Yeah, she lost sight of Jesus, but you know what? There's hope in this story. And so even just for my, my, uh, my last point as we read this, 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 as we close out this passage, it says, I want you to know that Je- Jesus gently calls her back to him, right? So we'll see, let's look at how he responds to her. So he says in verse 41, but the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So yes, Martha lost sight of Jesus very quickly. And what does Jesus do? He gently calls her back to him. Now, does Jesus say, Martha, what's the matter with you? Just come and sit. Stop being all crazy. Mary's doing the right thing. You're doing the wrong thing. Just come and sit with me. No, he doesn't say it like that. He doesn't get yell at her. He doesn't get annoyed with her. He gently calls her back to him and just reminds her of what he's doing there. And what is that one thing that is necessary that he's referring to? So he's telling Martha, this one thing is here for you. And what I really feel like that is, is it's, he's here just, he wants Martha to receive that gracious presence of Jesus in that moment. He wants her to listen to his words, and he wants her to know that she is valued, not for what she does or how well she does it, but for her as being a child of God. And so, yes, even when we lose sight of Jesus, he can call us back. And so, circling back to my potluck story for the last time now, right? In that moment, I didn't think anything about it. I was just like, yeah, you know, the youth, they're not going to know any better, so I'm just going to remind them here and call them out in front of everybody. Um, But again, like I was saying, it it wasn't until I was preparing the sermon that, like, I really felt like Jesus was calling me back in that moment to almost reconcile that and, and say to him, you know, hey, that's okay, you know, but it's just knowing that you had this good intention, but yeah, you lost sight of me, but hey, I'm gently calling you back to me now. Um, he may not call us back right away like he did with Martha in this story, like he did it immediately there with her when she got, you know, frustrated and annoyed or, or just felt anxious. Um, but I feel like for me in this situation, he, it was about 10 months later that I realized that it's something that I probably would have never thought about again unless I was preparing this sermon. And Jesus called me back to him gently in that moment to realize what I had done to our youth 
and it made me think about, well, how am I loving our youth, right? Am I loving them or am I shaming them? Am I here to do that? Which one am I here to do? And even as I was preparing this sermon, thinking about all that worry and anxiety that I had, it was very much this very quick, that was more of an immediate callback that Jesus said, hey, you know what? I don't care how long your sermon is. I don't care, like, you know, what people think of you when you're up there. All I care about is that you go up there and you just preach what I want you to preach. And so in that moment, he called me back when I was talking to Pastor Scott. It was like this, this feeling of, of calming, even though I was still very nervous, but it was a feeling of calming in that moment uh, that he was... Uh, reminding me that, that he's here, that he's here with me. So what is it that I want you guys to leave here with today? Um, I just have a question. I just have a question for you all. And, and I want you to think about just where in your life have you had good intentions but lost sight of Jesus? Is it things with family? Is it things with work? Is it things with your relationships? Do we ever find ourselves losing sight of Jesus and then going on to make accusations toward him, like what Martha did? We're like, oh gosh, Jesus, it's your fault. It's not, my, it's not me. Or maybe we find ourselves trying to tell Jesus what to do in those situations when we're stressed or anxious. Jesus invites us all who worry and get distracted to sit in his presence, just like he invited Martha to come and sit with him. He wants us, like I said, he wants us to hear his words of grace and truth and to know that we are loved and valued as children of God. So let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father God, I just want to just lift up this morning, Lord, to you, and, and as we looked at um, the story of Mary and Martha, that uh, for any of us who may relate to any one of them, wherever we are in life, uh, if we're distracted uh, by the many things that we have to do, if we are uh, worried or anxious, that we know, God, that, that you will call us back to you in a, gen in a gentle way. Uh, and we pray, Lord, that you will um, just put on our hearts, Lord, if we are feeling that way, to just know that if we lose sight of you, that's okay, that we know that, that you still love us, that you will um, carry us through to you, God. And so we just uh, lift up everyone here who um, may be experiencing this, that that you will call them back to you, God. And again, we thank you for this morning. We pray these things in your son's precious name. Amen.